Afternoon, everybody. Norman. Hey, what's happening, Norm? Well, it's a dog-eat-dog -dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk-bone underwear. <laughs> Tired. I'm not nope. ready for it. Nope. Coming up on today's show, how to stop yourself from gossiping, Ooh. prayer in public schools, and evangelicals and their new age beliefs. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But first, mm -hmm. it is October 15th. That means we've got a few holidays to celebrate, don't it, Mo? It does. Don't it. <laughs> don't it. It does, Matthew. Okay, so we've got a handful of these. Number one, Global Handwashing Day. So across the globe. The one day globe, year where everybody washes their hands. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. What's the difference in global and worldwide? Global includes the oceans. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Is there a difference? <laughs> I don't I, think so. I don't think that there is, but... I think it's up to the whoever's creating the holiday okay. to pick which word they want to use. So they preferred global versus... Worldwide. All right. Yeah. So everybody. So if there was one day a year that you needed to wash your hands, it's, it's this today. Day. It yeah. is today. Uh, it is also International Adjust Your Chair Day. <laughs> now that sounds goofy, but it really is like it's about trying to find the optimum setting on your chair so you can avoid back problems. Okay. Stuff like that. Because yeah. too many people just buy it and sit in it. Or like if it's an office chair that you've inherited from somebody else. Mm -hmm. You don't even adjust the back, the yeah. lumbar, or nothing. You just sit. You can mess up your spine that That's way, That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, there are those balls were a, a big thing. They probably honestly the still are. The exercise ball thing? Well, and it's not even like they have for real office, state-of-the-art, comes on a pedestal, but it's a ball that you oh, sit on. Oh, and it even has like, a chair back on it. I remember seeing uh -huh. one of those, too. Yeah. yeah. So we had one... When I was working in our office, all of us in HR had a little ball. If we choose to sit on it, we also had a backup chair. Yeah. Um, definitely saw my boss fall off of her ball once. <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a, you know, so I'm a bigger dude if you haven't seen me in a photo. Mm. <laughs> and I had a ball. I ordered a ball that could withstand my weight. Uh-huh. You sit on. Unfortunately... For it to withstand my weight, it was also gigantic. <laughs> so this thing could not fit through a door. Oh, no. <laughs> it was huge. And it says, you know, it says don't sit in it unless it's fully inflated. So we had to fully inflate this thing. So it's gigantic. So I'm sitting on it and I'm like, my tippy toes are touching the ground. I'm that high <laughs> off. So I'm like, this is not going to work for an office situation. <laughs> Makes you look like a little guy. It did, yes. <laughs> So it became a toy until we popped it. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> I enjoyed my ball, although I realized that if I sat on it for long periods of time, it actually did me more harm than it did good. Really? Because it was just, it was bad on my back. Mm. Were so, you doing the exercises? Like uh, you spin your core around and all that? Um, I would bounce on it all the time. Well, that's why you were just... You're just doing Whatever. the up and down part. <laughs> For real, I actually have a really bad sciatic, and that's mm. from my pregnancy with Topher. Uh-huh. Uh so, anyway. Uh, today's also National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. 
some of y'all got a problem. <laughs> you cannot save documents to the desktop. Why not, Matthew? It messes up the system. It's not made to be saved on the desktop. It's For made real? to be saved through folders. Yes. But folders that are on the desktop. No. Oh. Folders just remain in your system. Now, you can have a link to a folder, but don't save a folder and don't save the file. You can have the link to the file, but don't save the actual things to your desktop because it slows so you, your system you down. So you save to your computer? Yeah, save it to your computer, to your actual documents section on your computer. Hmm. Because otherwise you're saving it like directly to the main, the main part of the memory where all the programs and stuff go, and that slows your computer down. Really? Drastically See, I didn't know that. Yeah. And our pastor is one of the worst here at Highland. We have, he's got a, an old Mac from his last church that was already a hand-me-down Mac, but his entire screen just covered in sermons and whatnot that he saved there. And I just look at it and I cry a little bit every time I see it. But <laughs> have you told him yet? <laughs> no, it's too late. Oh. He's already done damage for years. And nothing going to happen. Nothing going to help it mm. at this point. Maybe. <laughs> I honestly didn't know that. Yeah. I a really lot of didn't. people don't. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people do that. And I'm that's gonna, why they got to buy new computers every few years. I'm going to call out my brother real quick, <laughs> Nicholas Oaks. I don't appreciate you not informing me of this. <laughs> After 13 years of you fixing our computers and now, restoring them and bringing them back to life, not once have you ever told me that I shouldn't be saving to my desktop. Now, of course, this information I have is like 10 years old. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they've gotten better about that, but... I just know I still don't do it, and my computers run like like they're oiled with butter. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I want my computer to run. <laughs> okay, today is also, once again, I, I hate that I say that every time. I've got to figure out a today different... Today is also... Yeah, I've got to figure out a different way to... Even just mix the words up. Also today... No. We're celebrating this. What are we also celebrating? Thanks. Uh, it's National <laughs> Mushroom Day. Do you like mushrooms? I hate mushrooms. What? I and I've and I'll I'll be honest. I haven't tried to like them, but it's a, cons- a texture thing for me. Like I haven't fr- tried them fresh. I might like them fresh. I don't know, but I've tried them like on pizza or in soups and just bleh, no. Bleh. The texture doesn't change much. It doesn't? From fresh to cooked. Yeah, it doesn't change a whole lot. I don't like them. Yeah. I don't know why. I love mushrooms. I can eat raw mushrooms. I can eat cooked mushrooms. You know how they have like the Giorgio's little jar of mushrooms, cans Mm -hmm, of mushrooms? mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm. We talked about this last week, I think, but my dad, my stepdad is Italian and Ooh, Matthew. In the studio with my phone up. Uh, My stepdad is Italian and would make homemade pizza like from scratch on a weekly basis. And he would use those Giorgio mushrooms on our pizza. And it brings back all kinds of nostalgic (laughs) memories for me whenever I see a can of those. Yuck. That was my favorite time, getting to sit in the kitchen while he made and I just pick the (laughs) mushrooms out of the can because they're so good. (laughs) See, I I do that with black olives. That's what I do. Ew, see? I'm all about black olives. Uh-uh. Daedra likes mushrooms. Daedra likes mushrooms. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I'll take all your mushrooms and you can have all the black olives. But then I remembered that Deidre likes mushrooms, so never mind. Oh, we never get mushrooms, so you're going to get nothing. That's why she always (laughs) has to get a piece of the mushroom pizza on Thursday nights at CR. (laughs) Actually, that's why we started getting it, period. Yeah. Can I have some mushrooms, please? Please, sir. Please, sir. I want some mushrooms. And see, I'm one of those jerks is like, you can't even get half and half pizza. What? With like mushrooms or bell pepper or whatever that she likes. Because the flavor gets in the other pizza. Oh my gosh. And it ruins it. <laughs> I'm like, oh sorry. <laughs> we got to stick with all the toppings that we both like equally. <laughs> Deidre and I will do a pizza night one night. I enjoy. Does she like tomatoes on her pizza though? Uh, I don't know. That's like the veggie pizza. They put slices of tomato. Like with, fresh tomato. Uh-huh. But with, I mean, they cook it still. But yeah. It's not, with know. bell peppers and mushrooms. Oh, Okay. It is not National not pizza, pizza Day. day. It's, it's just, just Mushroom Day. Gross, gross Mushroom Day. Call me on Black Olive Day. Mushroom Day. <clears throat> We're also celebrating, huh? Celebrating. National Roast Pheasant Day. Mm, I've never had a roast pheasant. I haven't either. It sounds fake. It sounds like something from Dr. Seuss to me. Roast pheasant? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what they had at the end of the Grinch? No, they had roast beast. It could have been a pheasant. <laughs> What's a a pheasant is a is a bird. I know. And a roasting is a form of cooking. What kind of bird is a pheasant? What's it closest to? Uh, you know, I don't know. Cause it's not like a, it's not like a tiny bird, right? Like a no, Cornish I think it is hen. a I think it is a tiny. Is bird. Is it a tiny bird? I would. I think when I think pheasant, I think like dove, but I could be wrong. Now we did just have some grilled dove last week, and that was amazing. You monster! What? They're the symbol of peace. Whatever. They are invasive. <laughs> they are invasive. Were they, they got white doves my... or were they the gross brown ones? They were the brown ones. Or we gray checked ones to... or whatever. Yeah, they were actually gray. We checked to make sure that they were. Okay. That's fine then. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit, I guess, a dove racist. Eat okay, all the gray so a pheasant. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. It was actually really good. Dove tastes a lot like steak. You know, that's basically just a pigeon then, right? They're closely related to pigeons. You're eating sky rats. That's okay. Did you say like steak? Yeah, it does. It tastes like steak. It really does. We took a pheasant pheasant is kind of in between size wise, in between it's like the size of a small turkey. Okay. 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 It's bigger than your like everyday bird that you see flying around, but it's not quite as big as huge. A little bit bigger than a chicken, not like quite thanks, as big as like a turkey. It's like Thanksgiving for two people. Yeah. 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 Not a family. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Matt, we are celebrating Sewing Lovers Day. Sewing. I was never into sewing. I was into cross-stitching for a little while. Really? Mm-hmm. I was pretty good at it. That's but impressive. Then I'm like, this takes forever. Yeah. Never mind. I could be playing video games. I think that I... <laughs> Picked up a cross-stitching pattern once yeah. and attempted it and got like two stitches in and thought that exact same thing. Right. This is going to take, take me forever. forever. But I did I did finish a couple things. I gave them both away. Yeah. But I was very proud of them. Yeah. Um, and you can do some really cool things because it's basically like, it's like pixels. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. pixel That's designs. true. So you yeah. can make video game looking stuff and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And that's what I did. I made, uh, I think I made a couple Zelda hearts. Cool. And... Uh, whatnot but it was really neat but that is awesome but yeah it takes so long <laughs> fun fun fact about mo it was before mila was born so 
roughly eight or nine years ago, maybe maybe close to a decade now, I all I wanted for Christmas was a sewing machine. We were still in Italy, and yeah. Chris bought me that sewing machine, and for two years, it sat in the, in the box. <laughs> I didn't even open it. Um, and it wasn't until we moved here to New Mexico, which was six years ago now, that I used it. And the only thing that I've ever made with that sewing machine is a cover to go over the sewing machine <laughs> so it doesn't get dust in it. That was a great gift. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have it. It's still sitting out in our in our family room yeah. on our computer desk. It sits there. You could pass it down to Mila, who will also never use it. Probably so. Our show today is brought to you by the ebook Easy Church Holiday Plays, written and compiled by Joshua Powell. Three Christmas plays, one Easter play, designed to be the length of an average Sunday morning worship service at a church. They're all written with a small to medium-sized congregation in mind, and they require about 15 performers, props that are either readily available or easy to make, and can easily incorporate some music talent from your congregation. It is a fantastic way to get your church involved in a project together this Christmas. Best of all, the cost of the ebook is just $4.99. Get it online at Barnes & Noble, Apple Bookstore, or Smashwords.com. You can also visit BackRowRadio.com, and you'll find our link to Easy Church Holiday plays also search for it on facebook you know i know that we said it last week but that mm-hmm. is just such a good deal it really is when you consider how much most of these kind of plays go for mm-hmm. and i've read through them they're fantastic Tastic. they really are I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to do them i'm not going to be able to get it done in our church this year but hopefully next year we're going to try and get something yeah yeah because cool. we all we have is all we ever have anymore is the little kids doing a Play. We never have a thing that all the church could be involved in. I think so be that really it's neat. because somebody's afraid, like people who want to do it are afraid to pick it up and, and take that step because they're afraid that nobody else in the church is going to want to do it. Right. You know or I mean? they have the idea, hey, this would be fun, but I don't want to be in charge of it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it never goes anywhere. See, I don't mind being in charge of it, of things like that. I no, just you're pretty good at that. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want True. for everybody to be like, "That's the this dumbest dumb. thing I've ever heard." We're not children. Uh. Uh. <laughs> I mean, we have to memorize the lines. We can't just hold our script up there. <laughs> if I have my phone like, like kind of in the cuff of my shirt, and they can't see it. No. Uh, <laughs> that was your week quickly. Uh, Mo, your weekend. Oh, quickly, you're cutting yeah. me off. We're already at 14 oh, minutes. So we still got a news story. Week was good. Yeah. Um, very lazy. Yeah. We had it was fall break. That's right. Yeah. Four days. Five four day days. Weekend. Five days. Okay, so technically the fall break was four days, but then the district did this really cool thing where they added what's called a data day. To the teachers, where the teachers oh. came in on Tuesday. Wow! And they so it was like a uh, opposite week. Uh huh. Two days in, five days off. Yep. Wow. It was awesome. Awesome. What did um, y'all watch, Mo? <laughs> Harry Potter. We went. We had a Harry Potter marathon. We actually haven't quite finished. We're on the last two, as Topher like. Because I guess of the, the last, last one book, yeah, the last two movies, yeah. yeah. Yep. I have not gotten that far. No. I've seen the, I've seen three of the movies, yeah, of the eight movies, and I just couldn't. I started falling asleep. Yeah, I guess I need to be really awake. Well, and that, and that's the thing. There are portions of the movies where you do fall asleep, and right. then you wake up, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I can get back into it. Yeah, yeah right back into it. Um, thankfully, and, the kids yeah. were like. 
some of them would fall asleep, but at least one of them would wake us up and be like, this is a good part. You got to wake up. You got to wake up. The boys had seen them sporadically and yeah. hadn't seen them from start to finish all the way through. Mila, of course, had never seen them. And Chris and I had only, we realized we only really saw bits and pieces of the first two. Mm. We never sat down and fully watched them. So, mm. yeah, it, it was fun. I need to take another running shot at them. Yeah. Um, at our house, we're finally teaching our four-year-old to not need to pee in the middle of the night. Oh, or trying to train him that way. Yeah. So no no more pull-ups, nighttime pull-ups. Yeah. It's not going great. <laughs> we, uh, you know, the first night we just, you know, we tried not to give him much more than a couple sips here and there mm-hmm. after seven and put him to bed and hope for the best. And well, that didn't work. Yeah. Um, so we read that, you know, sometimes it's helpful, you know, you put him down and then when y'all are going to bed, mm-hmm. get Wake him, him up. up and mm-hmm. go pee and then maybe set another alarm for like three in the morning, whatever. Yeah. And so our other, our, our one-year-old is still waking us up usually around three. So we were doing that. And then whenever the little one wakes up, we'll feed him and then get the big one up. That worked one night. So yeah. we had one night that we made it where he didn't pee in anything. Yeah. But... So far, that's uh, just the one yeah. out of seven. Um, so, yeah, we need to perfect it a little more. But, yeah, he's he's having a hard time all around. With I Bonnie. have a, a very laid back parenting style when it comes to like potty training. And yeah. I, I really do. They're not going to go to college in diapers or pull ups. <laughs> That's my mindset. None of all three of my kids were not potty trained until after their third birthday. Yeah. And they were potty trained. It took one accident for every single one of them, and then that was it. They wow. were done. Um, it wasn't me saying every five minutes, okay, got to go to the bathroom. Okay, got to go to the bathroom. I hated that. I tried that with Topher. I realized really quickly, I'm just training myself. This is dumb. <laughs> I'm not doing this. I'm, I don't mind changing diapers. He'll be okay. He's not going to college in diapers. <laughs> Cannon was the only one who had like an issue throughout the night where he had to wear a pull-up for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, and by the time that he started kindergarten, he was done. He had a had at that point been able to teach himself when he needed to wake up in the middle of the night, what that felt like, what that, you know, yeah. entailed. And he was good. So I'm hopeful that we'll get there because yeah. we've tried the laid back thing yeah. for the bulk of a year and it has not bore any fruit. Yeah. So now we're going to try the... The strict and regimented, strict, terrible, <laughs> set an alarm for every hour on the hour. Yep. Go try and poop. I'll be praying for y'all. Thank you. <laughs> it's already killer. Um, <sighs> we, uh, I, real quick, I got to tell you something. Yeah. You'll find this funny. So we, you know, we do upward games on Saturday. Right, which is like, right? it's like a church version of kids sports. Right? Exactly. Yep. Um, which is really cool because during the halftime or whatever, there's a devotion that's always led and we always pray. And I didn't stuff. know about that. That's yeah. neat. Yep. The teams always pray together before and after every game and after every practice. So it just, it's a reminder to bring Christ to the center of everything. Sure. Um, so Cannon's been playing flag football. Mila's been cheering. Topher, he's actually aged out of the program, but we have a friend who her son um, is in a wheelchair. And so Topher pushes him during his games um and then chris has been refing. so this past game cannon's past game it's like the last minute in the fourth quarter cannon's a rusher 
never really rushed before. This isn't tackle football. Let's keep this in mind. This is flag football, okay? And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking, and all of a sudden, here comes Cannon, full speed ahead, steams right into this one kid, plows him to the ground. Kid, like, falls on his back, head flops on the ground. Cannon just kind of stands there and looks around, and out comes Chris. You're out. Out of the game, (laughs) my husband had to eject his son out of the flag football game. It was kind of (laughs) sad. On the last game? Yep. Last game of the season or just the last game? No, it was the last game of the day and last minute in the fourth (sighs) quarter. Wow. But yeah. And then, of course, friends are starting to walk up and I was like, they're seeing Cannon with tears down their face. What happened? What happened? What's going on? Somebody got ejected. <gasps> Was Chris refing? They immediately knew. <laughs> For anybody who knows Chris and Cannon, their personalities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So here's some bad news. No, what? Uh, roughly half of self-identified evangelicals affirm at least one New Age belief, including a third who believe in psychics, one in five who believe in reincarnation or astrology, According to a new uh, Pew Research Center poll, uh, the survey of Christians and non-Christians found that New Age beliefs may be more widespread than previously thought. Among self-identified evangelicals, 24% believe spiritual energy can be locked with or located within physical things. 33% believe in psychics. 19 believe in reincarnation. And 18% believes in astrology. Wow. As in, your what's your sign? Yeah, here's your sign. What's your sign? Yeah, more like here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud uh, of myself for that. That one. was a good one. Um, <laughs> wow. But yeah, so I don't really have anything to say about that other than. Do you believe in any of that, Matt? Only half of no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely not reincarnation. Definitely not astrology because it's all very broad garbage. Yeah. Uh, psychics. I feel like not a single one of them has been able to prove that they're psychic. Oh, there's always there's there's always like all these things like I'm a psychic, but only for certain things with certain people. And in other areas, like uh, is my business going to be up in in six months, or am I going to yeah. be kicked out? I don't know that. I can't see. So all the psychics, <laughs> all the psychics you've talked to, they haven't been able to. I mean, I've I've gone and I've gone. <laughs> None of them have been right about anything. <clears throat> what was that? It was a Brian Regan joke. So, um, those TV psychics that do it in front of a big room, they're always really vague. They're like, "Is anybody here right ever lost a friend or family member or?" Know someone who did. I'm getting an M. I see an M. His name was Bo Ziffer. Mr. Bo Ziffer? (laughs) Yep. And he died recently, 25 years ago. That recently. Wow. Well, then I'm going to be extra sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) He died of natural causes, yes. He was run over by a steamroller. Well, then naturally he'd be dead. Uh, we have all your credit card information? Good, okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's where we're at. Hey, we're running late. It's Manic Monday. We got uh, sprinkling in a little bit more of the Christian rock your way this morning. When we come back, 
we're going to discuss prayer in public schools. So stick around. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. Hola. Matt and Mo here in the studio with you today on this glorious Monday. And our show today is brought to you by the ebook Easy Church Holiday Plays, written and compiled by Joshua Powell. This is a book packed with four church plays that run 30 to 45 minutes. If you've tried to buy even one play like this from one of the bigger companies, just one book and the rights to perform it will cost you about 50 bucks. Plus, you aren't allowed to photocopy them for, for your actors. But with this ebook, you're getting four amazing holiday plays. Four of them. Not one. Four. For $4.99. Plus, when you purchase the book, you'll also be able to request a PDF version at no extra charge. So you can print as many script copies as you need for your actors. It's just a deal that cannot be beat. Get it online at Barnes & Noble, Apple Bookstores, or Smashwords.com, or visit BackRowRadio.com. You'll find our link to Easy Church Holiday Plays there, and you can search for it on Facebook. It's time for five random facts. Yes, Mo, hit us. All right, number one, consuming just 15 milligrams of elemental tellurium, tellurium? Tellurium, I think. Yeah. All right, can cause your... I almost said sweet. Can cause your sweat <laughs> and breath to smell like garlic for months. Months. Just 15 milligrams. That's all it takes. Mm. Well then, if you want to keep the vampires if you, away. <laughs> or just society in general. If you want to <laughs> be by yourself for a while. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. <laughs> also, Bill Gates has more dollars than you have seconds left in your life. And for that to be that broad of a fact, it has to apply to basically he has more money than the average human person has seconds from birth to death. That's crazy. So, <laughs> but does that mean if someone was born right now? That's what I'm thinking. What? He'd still have more dollars. He than needs they to have share some left. of that with me. Like, for real. All that I need is like right. Just right. 350. Right. That's all I that I need. a whole lot. 50k one just one million one million for everybody we'll all be fine you'll still have plenty of money obviously he'll still have lots (laughs) uh leonardo dicaprio and kobe bryant have the same amount of oscars (laughs) poor leo (laughs) poor leo that uh he's he deserves so much better he does i will agree with that had to go out and eat an actual organ on camera in order to win that that what was that for um, I don't remember the name of it, but he was like in the wilderness, in the snow, whatever, and he had to fight. I think it was a bear, and he actually ate like a bear's liver or something. That's disgusting. For it, like bit into it and chewed and everything and threw up after, I think. And he finally won the Oscar. <laughs> wow. That's sad. Yep. Leo, he was like the... The actor of our time. Absolutely. I feel like. As soon as Titanic hit. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was in stuff before that, but Titanic was the... He's, yeah. the, he's the top dog for yep. a while. Yeah. Um, in Texas, two people can legally settle a dispute by fighting as long as they don't seriously injure or kill one another. See, I like that. 
<laughs> sometimes, sometimes I feel like that's the only way. You just need to put someone in their place. <laughs> in marriage. <laughs> oh, no, not in marriage. <laughs> that's how Chris and I settle all of our disputes. <laughs> we drive to, te- drive to Texas. <laughs> we drive the 15 minutes across the state line, and we just duke it out right there in the middle of the Allsup's parking lot. <laughs> oh, man. Netflix is now hiring someone <laughs> to binge watch TV shows and movies, then categorize and rate them. That's my new job. That's fantastic. That's, that's another one of those wonderful jobs. Yep, that's what I'm going to be doing. Did you hear? Did you hear that Netflix bought Albuquerque Studios in New what Mexico? Is Albuquerque Studios. That's their own movie production company. Really? Yeah, that's where they. That's where they filmed. Uh, Breaking Bad out of and a lot of other Long Longmire, some of the Avengers. Really? Yeah, this kind of stuff. Very or cool. Thor, Thor was one of them that Very used. Cool. Yeah, so I mean they they bought the whole studio, and they're going to be producing a lot of junk there. Isn't that that's fantastic? Awesome. Yeah, that's great. New, New Mexico has largely tried to become a big movie production town. Has it really? Or I mean, you know, state. State. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had a movie film here in Columbus. I know. And Uh, it's a good one. Hell Hell or High High Water. Water. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. I almost said Bo Bridges. And that's, I mean, it's his brother. Is it his brother? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's his brother. Pretty sure they're related. But Bo's more TV. Jeff is more blockbuster hits. No idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Weren't some of the Transformers filmed at White Sands? Transformers? Yeah, I think maybe. In the, for the second movie, yeah, was yeah. it Transformers? Is am I thinking of that right? I don't know. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeef. He was Transformers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With Bumblebee. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. What happened to Shia? Shia. We miss even Stevens. Right. We don't need this weird, artistic Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> but but he's a Christian now, right? Uh, is he? He might fall into that category that we talked about earlier. He's one of those new age. The new age <laughs> no. Christians. He, he I don't made, know. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I really know. thought that he took a stand like a year, maybe two years ago for Christianity. I I'm pretty sure he did. don't remember this at all. <laughs> I really think he did. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> all right. Whatever. Whatever. Artist updates. <clears throat> Lauren Daigle went to prison. What? Over the weekend. <laughs> She shared a series of Instagram videos while performing for inmates at Statesville Correctional Prison two weekends ago. Lauren shared, uh, she shared, it was a day my eyes had never seen and will never be able to unsee. We sang songs with inmates whose voices carried deeper into our hearts than the echo of a microphone will ever release. I saw hope in the face of the hopeless, joy in the wake of sorrow, wealth in the gap of depravity, and life in the midst of death. With each day that passes, may I never take for granted what what it is to walk around as a free woman. Mm. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last week, <laughs> last week when the front man for Need to Breathe, Barrel Reinhardt, shook hands with fans as he passed by, it was too much for one young lady to take, who upon competition or com- uh, completion uh, of the handshake promptly passed out and oh collapsed onto the floor reportedly she is fine she just 
needed to breathe. <laughs> How funny! I is saw that? the video. It was it was immediate. Like shook hand, the whole hand going up to the forehead thing. Like you know the, what? And she just gunk right onto the floor. No way! <laughs> oh my goodness! It was great. <clears throat> Well, hey. All right. So a school district in Massachusetts will no longer allow prayer at its school sponsored events in order to appease one of the nation's leading atheist groups. Uh, last month, Canton Public School Superintendent Jennifer Fisher Mueller Mueller mm-hmm. uh, informed the Wisconsin based Freedom from Religion Foundation that steps have been taken to ensure that there will be no prayers or religious rituals included as part of any school ceremony or school-sponsored event, including graduation ceremonies, where typically those still tend to have a benediction or whatever as a part of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've kind of been immune to the no prayer in public schools thing. But now it's just... These, the way these atheist groups operate is that they don't wait for anyone to complain. They specifically just go kind of town by town and send someone in to see if they're doing this kind of stuff and then file a lawsuit on behalf of everybody, most of which none of whom have said anything. So we don't need to talk about our <laughs> town on, on the radio, right? Because right? I don't want for it to be like, I don't want to put us on the map. <laughs> this this a similar group went to Las Cruces here in New Mexico uh-huh. demanding that they change the city's logo which features three crosses on it despite the fact that Las Cruces means the crosses they, <laughs> they demanded it saying you are imposing your religion on this entire town by having your city seal have did, three crosses Did it on. work? No, I don't think it worked. Okay. Thank goodness. But I, I kind of feel like, like... It's petty stuff. It, it really is. It is petty. It is petty. And mm. there are so many other places that someone could live, speaking Las Cruces in general. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to live in a town that has three crosses on its town logo, <laughs> move. Don't live in a town called the crosses. Right? <laughs> Just move. It, but, um... So, I mean, like, where do you stand on on the prayer in public school issue? Like, currently, even with this, the only way that prayer would be allowed is if it was completely 100 student-led, like a see you at the poll type thing Mm -hmm. we had a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Meaning, no adult from the school can be, not even, you know, leading it, they're not even supposed to be present when that kind of stuff happens because it makes it look like it's school sponsored. Mm-hmm. Is it too much? Is it respecting everybody else? I mean, I don't want to force people who aren't believers to have to sit through all these different prayers, but is it too much to have it at the graduation ceremony? So last year when um it was our first year having a middle schooler mm-hmm. okay um and we went to Topher's award ceremony and it was the like a big ordeal i didn't realize how big an award ceremony is at a middle school but they had a little girl come up she was part of the student body you know yeah. um or the student council sorry um she came up and gave a prayer and in this prayer she father god 
our Savior Jesus Christ. And she went all out yeah. and used all the big words. And I, at the end of the prayer, well, during the prayer, I'm going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in my head, like, get it, girl. <laughs> Bring it home. You I'm got it. I'm surprised it was in your head, given who you are. <laughs> well, and then she says, yes. <laughs> she says, amen. And I may have been the only one to say, amen. But I was so, in that moment, I was so proud of her. She was an eighth grader. Yeah. Didn't know her. But I was so proud of her boldness and her willingness to proclaim right. the name of God and the name of Jesus in school. And at the same time, I was so proud of our administrators at that middle school for allowing her that right and opportunity. However, there are other students in our school of other religious beliefs. Mm -hmm. I know this because there are certain um, attire that some religions wear. And I can see the students and the parents in the auditorium wearing that attire. And a part of me kind of thinks... If I was of that religion, I would feel completely disrespected in this moment. Right. Or at least left out, if nothing else. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I I would like to say that if that were me, I would be absolutely okay with you praying to your God and to Jesus, but give me the opportunity to allow my prayer as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think I remember probably within Kevin's first year being a pastor here. Uh, it was brought up prayer in public schools and whether or not we should have the religion in schools mm-hmm. and, you know, the opportunity to discuss these things. And his standpoint was, go ahead. Let's talk about it. Let's bring it up. Let's have these hard discussions and these hard topics, because at the end of the day, the truth will always prevail. At the end of the day, one name remains the same, and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's kind of where I stand on it. I'm I want for my kids to be exposed to it. I want for my kids to know that there are other beliefs out there, that their friends don't go to church the way that we go to church. They don't believe the way that we believe. They have their own beliefs. But at the end of the day, there is only one true God. Right. See, I think, though I think they believe what they're doing is right, Mm -hmm. the groups like Freedom From Religion, uh, I think they have it backwards. I don't think we should be taking all religion out of schools because mainly this just means take Christianity out of schools. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Folks. Honestly. Yeah. What we should be doing is so, you know, honoring, not, not, and, respecting. Yeah, honoring and respecting all the different religions, Absolutely. giving everybody, you know, to to try and remove religion as a whole from our education system and from our society is to crap on, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Our entire, uh, oh gosh, what am I trying to say? The the way we have developed our society. Oh yeah, yeah. As America uh, as a of nation is the melting pot of everything. Yeah. yeah, it's just to try and wipe out an entire philosophical wing of who we are, mm-hmm. just because there are some people out there that ascribe to no religion and don't want to hear about it. Yeah, and that's. See, and Matt, when we were in school, I I grew up learning about Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and Christmas. Mm-hmm. We learned and took educational moments on all three of those holidays. Whether Kwan- I Kwanzaa Hanukkah or whatever Kwanzaa it is. Kwanzaa Hanukkah. <laughs> um, 
But that was their way during our generation of honoring and respecting each belief, understanding that not everybody believes and celebrates Christmas. Mm -hmm. But, you know, these are the other two big Christmas-like holidays, things that are celebrated at the same time. time. You know, and I feel like why isn't religion treated the same? Right. Why can't why can't we celebrate all learn about all at least to a degree? Doesn't have to uh, permeate every single aspect of school, but we should learn about them. They're 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 such a big part of our culture. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah so yeah so like I I would support maybe either like we'll, we'll use a graduation ceremony for example, mm-hmm. and in fact I have a specific example in mind. I don't remember all the details, but I do know the main part. I would support not having a prayer uh, at all at a at the at a graduation ceremony or having multiple prayers for mm-hmm. the main religions or whatnot. But the problem that I have is that they also go after like students, the people that have been given like valedictorian mm-hmm. or, or salutatorian or whoever gets the opportunity to speak yeah. and share their experience. Yeah. And a lot of these people, their experience involves faith. Mm-hmm. And their groups like this will file lawsuits against the school if they let the student bring up their faith as a part of what got them to this place at all. Yeah. And that's just not right. Agreed. That's that's attacking a person, not mm-hmm. a religion. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, more inclusiveness is always good. Yeah. Um, I guess... It's someone, it's his day to weedy. Someone is weed eating right outside <laughs> our studio window here. Um, goodness. Okay. Dang it. I had another thought and now Sorry. I've lost it. I've lost it. It's not your fault. You're not weed eating. <laughs> You're not Craig I, T. Weed eater over there. Right. I do feel like though, if we could, if we could open up our, not only our eyes and our mind, but our arms, you know, mm-hmm. to just welcome more people in to not be so fearful of well what if my child gets this thought in their mind what if my child hears this you know what what if your child hears about it right what if it exists exactly eventually one day they will exactly so why not as formidable young minds Expose them to it and then allow them to come home and have a sit down conversation with you while they're still under your care and your watch in your home and and explain, you know, this is how some people believe, but this is how we believe. Mm -hmm. And this is why we believe this, you know, bringing it back to the Bible and truly showing them what God's word has to offer. Now, and when I was in school here, uh, we still stood and said the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Mm -hmm. And you don't do that anymore either. Now, do we still do it here? We, we might do still do here, it here. Yeah. Okay, but at largely, mm-hmm. schools don't do that anymore for the same reason. Now it's bad to be proud and loyal to our country. Mm-hmm. So we can't do that. Yeah. So school used to start with a prayer and a pledge, and now there's neither of them. Yeah. For the same yet different reasons, mm-hmm. both religion problems and political problems, and. I just don't see it being beneficial. Yeah. How many years has this been going on now? It's not beneficial. Yeah. (laughs) See, and what I think, so I had to take a step back when I put the kids in public school and I came to the first assembly where they, they did the Pledge of Allegiance 
And then they do the pledge to the New Mexico flag. Mm. And I had no idea what that pledge was. Never heard it. Uh, still have my right hand over my heart. But apparently you're supposed to have your hand open, out and open, to say the, what is it? What? The friendship. The Zia. Oh. The pledge to the New Mexico <laughs> state flag. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm standing there like a fool. I'm pretty with sure my I hand still over my, my, right hand heart. my heart. My Your right heart. heart. My right Are heart. Are you a time lord? <laughs> do you have two hearts? I do. Um, and I'm standing there thinking, my kids don't know this. My kids aren't from New Mexico. Why do they have to pledge to the New Mexico flag? This isn't their home state. <laughs> and that whole is that cynical? Is that what cynical? Sounds like yeah, cynicism. Okay, so that whole cynical side of me really had to be reined in and had to go. You know what? Good for them for learning. Right, yeah. Another state. Part of their pledge. culture, yeah. You know, when they grow up and they tell their story of the places that they've lived, New Mexico is a part of their story. Yeah. And for them to know that state pledge that, okay, people, <laughs> this is all a part of your children's story. You never know what's going to touch them and affect them or impact them in the long run. Mm-hmm. Let's not be so cynical, and I am pointing the finger at myself. So basically what we're saying is everyone needs to get the stick out of their butts and just enjoy this melting pot culture that we have here in America. We want to be more inclusive. Let's be more inclusive. To everyone. Yes. Gracious. Yep. That's enough serious stuff. It's Manic Monday. And we got some more of that hard rock Christian hits coming your way from yesterday and today. When we come back, stop yourself from gossiping, girl. <laughs> I'm not, I mean... I'm not making the case that all gossip comes from women, but I'm not not making Stop where you are. <laughs> <laughs> Stick around. We'll be back. back to the back row morning show here on back row radio uh in the studio (laughs) our show today is brought to you by the ebook easy church holiday plays written and compiled by pastor joshua powell three christmas plays and one easter play designed to be the length of an average sunday morning worship service at a church let me tell you about one of them one's called bethlehem's inn Set in the days leading up to the birth of Jesus, Marcus owns a small Bethlehem Inn, but he longs to expand his business in order to move to Jerusalem and open an inn there. He views the current census as an opportunity to raise the money needed to do just that. His sister Becca, the manager Philip, and the hotel staff are all struggling to understand his new vision for the small inn and how to make it a reality. And after Marcus denies two special guests a room at the inn, he begins to second-guess his plans for the future. This play is charming and funny, and now is the perfect time to get this and three more amazing plays and prepare for Christmas. 
And amazingly, the cost of this ebook is just $4.99. Get it online at Barnes & Noble, Apple Bookstore, or Smashwords.com. Or visit BackRowRadio.com and you'll find our link to Easy Church Holiday Plays. Also search for it on Facebook. Here's the news, y'all. We kind of talked about this one last week, uh, but Aslan is on the move again. This time to the streaming entertainment giant Netflix. Earlier this month, Netflix announced that it has finalized a multi-year deal with the C.S. Lewis company to develop new episodic and feature feature you're having a feature length feature length film projects based on Lewis's seven volume series, <laughs> The Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, Douglas Gresham stepson of C.S. Lewis, will serve as an executive producer for the Narnia series and will be tagged as producer for feature films. While the world of Narnia has been featured in film before, Netflix notes this is the first time one company has had television and movie rights to all seven books. I mean, unless they just go way off the reservation, which I don't think they will since they're tied in with the actual C.S. Lewis company yeah. and a relative. I mean, I can't see nothing but good. I'm excited I, I, for this. Even, even if they kind of tone down the religious aspect of it, you can't do that much because the story itself is the oh, yeah. is the parable. And gosh, it just it could be so great. Yeah. I'm I am I'm I am excited to have an episodic fantasy series that mm-hmm. I can actually watch that's not full of boobies and all other terrible, terrible things. Yeah. Looking at you, Game of Thrones. It, I wanna watch you, but you know I can't. <laughs> freaking ugh. sorry i got a little angry you, you could find like you could get post-its and just put it <laughs> put them in strategic places <laughs> right nothing to see here on them. <laughs> keep your eyes on the lord matt oh gosh all right there <laughs> there has been chaos in the dublin suburb of ooh, wanna, Town. is that what it is uh-huh. It's Blanchard's Blanchard's Yeah, okay. Makes sense now. Yeah. (laughs) After Ireland's first Krispy Kreme drive-thru proved massively more popular than anyone expected. Donut lovers queued round the clock to snap up the sugary treats following last week's opening, infuriating nearby residents with the resulting traffic congestion and noise from car horns being honked at all hours. Following complaints from people living in neighboring apartment complexes, the drive-thru is now only open from 6 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. instead of being 24-7 as it was when it opened. Anyone requiring a 1 a.m. donut fix will now need to park and walk into the store to pick up the goods. So the drive-thru closes Mm -hmm. and you have to go inside and eat like a civilized human being. I feel like I'm to thank for, for this. The 24-7 or no, no. cutting the drive-thru down? No. Them having oh, them a having Kreme. one at all. Them having Did a Did you Krispy bring Krispy Kremes to Ireland with you? So listen. <laughs> when we went to Ireland, I was talking to our taxi driver, one of our many taxi drivers, about how cool it would be in that moment to have a Krispy Kreme donut. And of course, he didn't know what the crap a Krispy Kreme donut was. So I'm looking at Chris and I'm like, how do they not know what Krispy Kreme donuts are? They got to have Krispy Kreme donuts here. And how many years later? Six, mm-hmm. five years later, six years later. This cab driver. They got driver, a Krispy Kreme donut. This cab driver is so now if I the find owner out, of the most successful listen, donut company. Listen, if I find out that the owner of the Krispy Kreme donuts in Ireland was at one time a cab driver, <laughs> I'm taking like full credit for this. Like, hey, you better ship me some 
free donut coupons or something. Hey, that was ship. Ship me because it did not sound like ship. Did you hear a dirty word? I a did. wordy dirt? I, I don't did. talk like that. I don't, I don't work blue like you do, Megan. You don't what? Work blue. You're the second person who hasn't understood that this week. That's a term for when you, like like in stand-up comedy, when you cuss and do dirty jokes and whatever. It means you work blue. You're the only one who knows <laughs> this. Man. I don't know if I'm just smarter than everybody or if I just have more obscure knowledge. That's what it is. Either way. Obscure knowledge. I know more. <laughs> work blue. Okay. Anyway. Whatever. Back, back to our stories, Matthew. A two-year-old boy's <laughs> obsession with his parents' paper shredder has cost a Utah family more than $1,000 in cash. No! Ben and Jackie Belknap of Holiday has put aside... <laughs> $1,060 in a white envelope to repay Ben's parents for football season tickets to the University of Utah. When the envelope went missing, the parents turned the house upside down trying to find the money. Eventually, they searched the paper shredder bin and found the cash confetti. No! <laughs> and as it turns out, the couple can reclaim the value of the cash, although they did create a painful jigsaw puzzle for someone to work out. If they submit a claim to the U.S. Department of Treasury Bureau of Engraving and Printing, they should be reimbursed anywhere between <laughs> six months and three years from now. Oh, my goodness. I saw a picture of this. It just, it looks like a pile of money spaghetti. It's just all teeny tiny pieces of paper. <laughs> and it wasn't one of those, you know, straight down shreds. Yeah. It was the crisscross shreds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that stinks. I don't know what's worse. I don't I really don't. If you know, them losing their money or having to be the person at the Department of Treasury who puts it all back right. together. Because you have to you have to prove there's at least like sixty percent of each bill there in order for you to get it exchanged. Mm, yeah. That's a lot. That yeah, that's a lot of puzzle puzzle making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that stinks. <laughs> oh, all right, let's talk about gossip. But I don't wanna. Oh, well, we're gonna. Gossip is defined as the inappropriate communication of unflattering, embarrassing, hurtful, or humiliating information about one person to another person where truth is irrelevant. Uh I remember one really tough Sunday at my home church many, many years ago when our pastor at the time told us that the reason our church was basically splitting at that time uh, about how it all stemmed from gossip about the previous pastor. Uh, there was a single mother in the congregation whose car had been had broken down, so the pastor had temporarily lent his car to her so she could get to work and get her kids around. When someone from the church happened to notice the pastor's car at this woman's house overnight and the rumors started to spread that the pastor was having an affair with this woman, this whole church split started to begin. By the time the pastor had heard it, the rumor had already spread across the entire church and solidified in many folks' minds as truth. And so when the pastor explained, half the church believed him, half did not. And that was the start of a split in the church that unfortunately didn't come to an end until a few years later when suddenly the last remaining group of gospers just stopped coming to the church, which included several deacons. It, mm. took, it took several more years for that wound to fully heal and the church to begin to grow into the safe place it is now. But I mean, it's, uh, 
Gossip is very detrimental. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it actually in this church a few times, but not to this degree to where half the church just up and walks out the same Sunday and they're gone. Yeah. Um, but think about that. All of that ordeal started because a single person saw something, misinterpreted it, and instead of talking to the pastor directly, they just spread it around to everybody else. A false fact fake news destroyed a church for nearly a decade so i had to go back and like relook at the details yeah because and i don't want like anybody throwing tomatoes at me when they see me next or anything but i really like as you're telling the story i'm envisioning a little old lady starting the rumor (laughs) and i I feel kind of bad about that i can't verify that (laughs) who who was the original person but i do know that most of the people that left were elderly but see i just envision like and i i wasn't here i don't even know if it was highland it was Highland, it but was it was Highland. like four pastors ago. Okay, so I wasn't here when this happened. I know zero about the situation other than the fact that I've heard you talk about it. No, yeah, I was only previously. here for the last two years when it went when the final exodus went down. Yeah. It was basically like two churches at, at, at war with each other the whole time in one building. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just envisioned this little old lady looking out her window one day <laughs> and seeing the pastor's car at her neighbor's house and going, oh, well, Pastor John is over there with Sally May, and I just, oh, my goodness. I don't know. What what are we going to do about this? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, I mean, it's easy. it's easy for us to point fingers at others. But when I really think about it, I know that I, too, have been guilty of gossip. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we don't even really realize that we're doing it. Uh, for instance, many of us volunteer with Celebrate Recovery. And uh, I've caught myself talking to other people, saying things like, gosh, I'm so glad so-and-so is here to hear the message tonight. I know he's been struggling with this issue. Ooh, man. And, you know, I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> but in the first few years, I caught myself doing that. And you know what I said came out of a genuine place of concern. I right. wasn't trying to spread any... Uh, bad juju magumbo but i also just broke the trust of that person that had confided in me by telling someone else's struggle yeah so that's my place and i have no idea uh what this other person will do with that information now you know i give that to someone else and now they have it uh so have there been times you've had a problem gossiping yourself really yeah. Really? You're just going to put me out there. No, I have never gossiped. That is like, that's right. the one sin that I am completely right. blameless of. You're I've, right. I've, I've never heard you gossip. I know. Ever. I would anybody, never spew hateful anything. or untrue information about people to someone else. That's just, it's uncalled for. It's unnecessary. I just, I mean, we need to think before we speak. Is it true? Frank, is it helpful? Frankly, I'm disappointed in you, Matt. Is it inspiring, for, for necessary, yourself... and kind? Right, Matt? I just, I'm, I'm really glad, uh, though, that you are able to be honest and say that you have struggled with it because I just didn't really know how to come to you and confront you with that information. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I don't really need to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, but honestly, I think that it's one of those. Uh, 
And okay, this is something that I'm realizing more and more. When I say gossip is second nature, it just kind of comes easy a lot of times to a lot of people. And you don't even, it's not in a malicious way a lot of times. It's not in, you know, I want to spew this person's information. I want to smear them in the ground and make them look like a bad person. Oftentimes it comes in the vein of a prayer request. (laughs) It does. It does. Um but that just kind of yeah. shines light on the fact that our nature is sinful. Yeah. We are sinful by nature. Absolutely. And things that just come easy typically want, aren't I, right. I want to say naughty by nature. <laughs> We're naughty by nature. Naughty by nature. Um, so, yeah, I do. And there was a period of time at CR when I would introduce myself. You know, I'm Megan Grateful Believer in Jesus who struggles with gossip. Because there was a time where I was realizing... and. It, it wasn't just people telling me things and then me telling them right. or someone else. Um, it was a matter of having to hear that information, wanting to know the information. That's that is as well. Oh, like like needing to be updated, yeah. needing to have all the info. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel that way too sometimes. I just want to know. Like, what's the whole story? What? Mm-hmm. I did I that missed, with you I yesterday. Missed something. What was it? I did you that did. with you yesterday. Not in that, that I'm, Facebook not that I'm being nosy. <laughs> But, but uh, I kind of am. <laughs> <laughs> but what are you, what are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. What's happening? Um, yeah. And again, not that I went and I was like, hey, guess what Matt's doing tomorrow? But <laughs> I n- needed, and no one can see me, but I'm doing air, air quotes. quotes. Needed to know. I even had someone really prick my thoughts once with saying that, you know, People Magazine or yeah. the... That's gossip. That's all. That's that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Us Weekly and Mm -hmm. all that junk. It's all about, hey, here's what's going on in the private lives of celebrities. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They don't want you to know this stuff and Mm -hmm. half of it's not even true. Yep. Yep. And there was a time where actually when that we were in Italy, so it's been close to a decade now. But when that thought was provoked in me i had a subscription to those magazines and i was you getting had a them. subscription they were showing up in your mail that's what <laughs> my mother-in-law would get me for christmas yeah. she would get me a subscription to a new magazine every year <laughs> and actually i just got a magazine in the mail the other day and i looked at chris and i was like uh we might want to talk to your dad because they may still be taking money out of his bank account for this <laughs> subscription to this magazine since your mom had passed away almost two years ago. Oh, wow. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but I instantly called my mother-in-law and said, you know what? Maybe we should cancel those gossip magazines. And she asked why. And I explained my, my mindset and, you know, what I had been convicted of. And she thought, oh, I never would have even considered that, but that's so true. And <laughs> I guess it's just something that people don't. Yeah, it's it's permeated our entire uh, subculture of yeah. just this is this is how we handle things, mm-hmm. especially with celebrities. This is how c- celebrities should expect to be talked about and gossiped about because yeah. they put themselves on the limelight. And like, just mm, come on, not man. true. Don't be gross. Yeah, and that, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, if we're going to say that, if we're going to have that mindset, then that. We can say that about everybody. Yeah. I'm within friendships, you know, I'm not in the limelight, if you will. But if I am putting myself out there within a friendship or a relationship, then if we're taking that same mindset of, well, celebrities should expect to be treated this way. Okay, so our friendships should be expected to be treated this way. I'm sharing things with you. I'm opening up. I'm being honest and 
kind of being vulnerable with you about certain things. You get to see a different side of me. So my friends, I should expect my friends to gossip about me because I'm, do you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. No, I get it. That is, I don't, that's the mindset that we have with celebrities. Yeah, yeah. They're, so uh, we have a list here from the Preacher's Study Blog on how to stop ourselves from gossiping. All right, so we got five five things kay. to help. Number one is educate yourself to the harm of gossip, like uh, what we're talking about now. It can be extremely destructive and not even true. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, learn to be a listener. Listen much more than you speak. Don't succumb to the need to fill the conversation with the best story or newest whatever. So that's about changing how you react in conversation and in and situation with friends. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be the, well, I got the best story. Did you hear this person? Do you and, know? Go ahead. Yeah, go, no, fine. Do you know what I found the best tool for that is? Hmm. Having a radio show. Because you let it all out here. Because I let it all out here and I do all the talking here. And so like when I get home you've said before we record Saturdays to do all the recording on one day when I get home from recording Chris is like so what'd you guys talk about I don't know (laughs) and so much like I'm I'm just yeah (laughs) I no longer can talk I all my brain cells for for talking and communicating are done for the week until the following Saturday when I come back in here so just have your own talk show of some sort, you know, get a YouTube channel. Just don't go gossiping on that. Yep. All right. Number three, count to 10. It's a cliche to count to 10 before you say anything, but it really works. It forces you to think about what you're about to say and what kind of damage can be done. So if you've got a story that you're dying to get off your tip of your tongue, sit there, count to 10, reevaluate yourself and what you're about to do. Before you make a mistake. That doesn't mean go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Here we go. Did you hear what Bill did? All right. Number four, be aware of when and where you tend to gossip and avoid or prepare for those situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just about planning. And number five, lastly, get an accountability partner if you need extra help. Someone who uh, you give permission to rebuke you when you are slipping up. Hmm. And this is certainly something that you can go to uh, celebrate recovery for. If you have a, a, for lack of a better term, addiction to gossiping, uh, this could be very beneficial for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, especially an accountability partner. Accountability partners, people that will stab you in the face, not the back. True story. <laughs> but only because they love you. Right. Mm-hmm. Love the true friends stab you in the face. Yeah. So you agree with all those? I do. Makes sense? Uh-huh. 100%. Right. So uh, while we're working on ourselves, what are some ways we think we could discourage gossip in our churches? Some ways to discourage gossip? Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, okay. So we're going to cut out all the women's ministry. <laughs> <laughs> no more prayer services where we speak prayers aloud. Right. Uh. <laughs> um, no more ladies fellowship nights no more ladies lunches no more ladies bathrooms with more than one toilet exactly you have to lock the door one person at a time yeah um unfortunately these are just i mean they're just all opening up doors for for us to fall short of the glory and so i'm we just it's just like that bible verse where if your your left hand causes you to sin cut it off we exactly. just gotta we gotta be desperate about exactly this exactly 
So yeah. <laughs> if you see if you see a group of ladies con- <laughs> conversing, go insert yourself in that conversation so that they'll make for sure. for the glory of God. For the glory of God. <laughs> Excuse me, ladies. Yep. What are we talking about here? Stop it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If it's not about how to make a sandwich properly or how. Oh to- my God. <laughs> all right. Just so you know, Mo Mo started all those jokes. All right. Manic Monday, we're playing more of the Christian rock to get you uh, up and revved this morning. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as we wrap up our day. We've got your Bible verse and your thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is 2 Samuel 7, 22. How great you are, sovereign Lord. There is no one like you, and there is no God but you, as we have heard with our own ears. Hmm. Our thought for the day comes from CCM Magazine. They say, never let a bad situation bring out the worst in you. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 and 7, respectively. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com or most places you can get podcasts. Thank you for today's sponsor. Thank you to today's sponsor, the ebook Easy Church Holiday Plays by Joshua Powell. Thank you for and to you. For and to you. <laughs> you, you are wonderful. Tune in tonight <laughs> at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for the Back Nine, our top nine song countdown, and find out what is sitting in number one this week on Back Row Radio. There's also an encore at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You don't want to miss it. Mo, what is the final word of today? Okay, so the final word for today is going to be a bit long, but I'll be quick. The final paragraph for today. The final paragraph for today. So we just want to send our thoughts and prayers out to everyone in Panama City Beach, Florida, everyone who was hit by um, Hurricane Michael that just came through, specifically Tyndall Air Force Base. You've been um, pretty much demolished. And we just, I I have a handful of friends who are stationed there. Yeah. um, And just want to send our prayers out to all of you. I'm glad that... Those of you who I know personally are safe and well taken care of, you will be in our constant thoughts and prayers. Um, Also, those of you around the area, lend out a hand if you can. Um, There are huge needs that are needing to be met, as well as a good Baptist church in the area. Carlisle Baptist Church has completely lost everything. Their entire congregation, their church building has been leveled. So um, that's... They didn't lose their entire congregation. Didn't lose their congregation. Sorry. Um, That is Their congregation lost their church. (laughs) Gotcha. Lost their entire building. Gotcha. Yeah. The pastor of that church is the brother of one of my very close friends. Man. So, yeah. Yeah. um, And those not in the area, you can always support um, by donating to any reputable source, such as Red Cross, uh, Samaritan's Purse. All of them are doing. uh, There's a lot of local baptist church conventions or you know other mm-hmm. i'm sure other denominations as well but we're just tied into baptist um that 
100% of your donations go towards relief efforts and uh, supplies to hand out to those that aren't able to get any. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, uh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. If you are cynical, though, and do not want to give to a large organization like that, there are plenty of small organizations that Absolutely. are also reputable. And um, if you want to shoot me a friend, a friend request and send me a message, I can get you in touch with those people. Um, who are who are needing things? Absolutely, um, and I mean, even if you can only donate five bucks here mm-hmm. or there, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit can go a long way. So, yep. do that, and uh, we're praying for you guys. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.